Grief is a human experience, and the care we receive should be too. Evernorth Behavioral Health ensures all members have access to live, specialized support in person or virtually with a 100% follow-up commitment to make sure they get the help they need. There's always a person there, guiding your employees using data-driven risk monitoring tools so bottled-up feelings don't turn into further suffering. With Evernorth's wide range of behavioral solutions, care can be personalized, simple, and more accessible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash grief support. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Coming up on The Whole Story. This is just one enormous traffic jam of people through the jungle. Everybody look, look tired. Everybody maybe you die here. Good evening, welcome to The Whole Story. I'm Anderson Cooper. Starting tonight, we are bringing you the best of CNN storytelling from our reporters and anchors all over the world. It's one whole story, one whole hour, every Sunday at 8 p.m. Tonight, we take you on a dangerous and difficult journey through the Darien Gap, the only land route connecting South America to Central America. It's a 66-mile stretch of jungle between Colombia and Panama, so migrants hoping to get to the U.S. have to get through the Darien Gap first. That means trekking through rivers and mud and up steep mountainsides. Along the way, they face exhaustion, disease, drowning, and the very real risk of being robbed, assaulted, or even killed. So far this year, five times as many people have made this journey compared to the same period last year, and a record number of them are children. To see what they face, seen as Nick Payton Walsh and his team recently walked the entire route. Some of the things he saw along the way are graphic and hard to watch, but we want you to see the reality of what's happening on the trek, a migrant trail to America. Sometimes a dream sells you a nightmare first. And beauty is deepest in a place you may never get out of. And the need to keep moving is the only thing left to carry. A quarter of a million humans last year walked for four deadly days through this, the Darien Gap. An untold number do not make it. A much, much bigger number do. And with every moment of success, resilience, and even cost and suffering, ever more come. The world may be on the move because of climate, conflict and corruption. But here is where the most of them are on foot. These are the stories of people from just five days. An endless trail in the jungle of pain, hope, loss and grit through the world's biggest hole in the fence. They gather under a glowering dusk, as if to say goodbye to their old lives. 
In the hope the dawn ahead is new, of a promise and an opportunity they have never known before. But it's not a prayer that decides who will make it, it's money. This is a large voluntary trafficking operation run by a drug cartel who control the route and are the law in this part of the Colombian border near Panama. You pay to get here, you pay to overnight here, you pay to walk on. There are just over 800 people in this camp in a candy seco from Haiti, Venezuela, Ecuador, even China and India. The pandemic turned the tough into the unlivable for Manuel and his wife Tamara in Venezuela. We've changed people's names for their safety. Ya por nuestro hermoso presidente nos obligó la situación, la dictadura. Todo es gracias a ese señor que estamos llevando mierda. Es la idea, pues. Todo es nuestra familia, o sea, el motivo de este viaje, de esta travesía es darle lo mejor a la familia de uno. Por eso también llevamos niños y no no nos vamos solos, sino que de una, o sea, o somos todos, no es nadie. At dawn, the first thing that strikes you is how few of them seem to grasp what's coming. Gently packing crackers and tying sneakers, like waving a Kleenex at a storm. The second thing that strikes you is how organised the cartel want it to seem. walk when they're told to. The stories here are many, but there is only one goal, America. And the dream is just that, a reverie of hope, of conviction that they will be the ones to make it over danger, disease, dehydration, deportation. About this number, every day, every year, almost doubling. The Darien Gap is the only land corridor from South America where entry is easier to its north where it's not. There are no roads, only 66 miles of treacherous jungle from Colombia to Panama and onwards north, 3,000 miles to the US border. We walked the entire route of the Darien Gap over five days in February to document the suffering endured by people, milked for cash by cartels, unwanted by any country. What's startling is the sheer number of children on this trek as it begins on a route sometimes adults don't even survive. We heard Jean-Pierre's son, Louvain, coughing all last night. <coughs> but still, they set out. Whatever is ahead, Haiti, its heat, hunger and hellish chaos is at least at their backs. There are the older two, 58-year-old Maria, a teacher from Venezuela, whose monthly salary of $16 can't feed anyone. So she and her daughter Yandri are headed to Houston, hopefully to relatives. We've only been going a matter of hours and it just seems an endless series of river crossings and the conditions are just constant water and pretty exhausting. 
Manuel and Tamara, like many here, try to keep the kids going with treats. And then there are those whose jungle it is, the wildlife. One bite from this snake and you may never leave. The walk is organised as that makes more money. In fact, the cartel gave us permission to be here as if to parade that. These discarded colour-coded armbands show which day and route people have paid for. The football shirts are porters, each numbered, charging to carry bags, even children uphill. But it doesn't always work out. Wilson is separated from his parents. Their porter raced off ahead. À Miami. À Miami. Que vous aimez à Miami? Papa va faire une piscine. Pour vous? Oh. Qu'est-ce que vous voulez être quand vous serez très grand? Quel travail? Pour l'école. Nearly a thousand unaccompanied children were found on the route last year, the UN have said. Luven's cough is worse. He is now struggling to breathe at all. His fever peaking under the canopy. The first wave of exhaustion stumbles through the trees into this, called La Ye. The first camp for the first night under the canopy. They are still chainsawing their way into the forest here. Cheap tents on freshly fallen trees. Chilled Gatorades for four dollars. Nothing stops the money here, tearing through nature in its way. The people are coming faster than they can make space for them. Their second dawn and the scale of the task ahead, the size of the crowd they are in these cramped spaces becomes clear. Lines on the slopes. Cuide 
It's organised, isn't it? But this is probably where a lot of that stops as we start heading into Panama. The mist clings to the trees, making the climb feel steeper still. Some children embrace it all, bounding upwards playfully. Even in their socks, when the mud starts claiming shoes. Luva is looking worse still. His father, too exhausted it seems, to intervene, and already at this point, really, out of choices but to go forwards. Hello. Others have come here with little but their will to move, propelled forward by knowing what is behind them. What happened there? It's hard to live with a lot of violence. Uh, I stood in with two people that I killed. This is the dry season, but still, at times, it feels impassable. Ah, this is a good thing. Ah, good. 
And then the sky clears. This is the border at the summit, but from here on, they are on their own. Grief is a human experience, and the care we receive should be too. Evernorth Behavioral Health ensures all members have access to live, specialized support in person or virtually with a 100% follow-up commitment to make sure they get the help they need. There's always a person there, guiding your employees using data-driven risk monitoring tools so bottled-up feelings don't turn into further suffering. With Evernorth's wide range of behavioral solutions, care can be personalized, simple, and more accessible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash grief support. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Up here, their heads may feel lost in the clouds, even though it's the jungle mist dragging them further in. Taking on a new evil, the unknown of Panama, a country with nothing for them bar a swift, expensive ticket on through north and leaving behind another, the cash drain of organised Colombian cartels. The porters give parting wisdom. Any euphoria up here is completely misplaced. Slowly, the scale of the lie some have been told emerges. This isn't a short walk ahead. Especially acute is Anna's plight. She's 12, disabled, and gets epileptic convulsions. Her mother, Natalia, is the only one who can care for her, but it's so much harder up here. She later tells us she was told the descent was a matter of two hours, but it's not. And literally metres from Colombia, the ground turns. People, as they walk, just discarding their shoes. A real sense of the atmosphere changing now. We've crossed the border into Panama. People clumping together, perhaps fearing for their own safety. And this mud is just impossible. Go and get your feet out of it. This man, who didn't want to be named, now with nothing on his feet but his resolve. Pause and imagine where you've come from if you're willing to do this barefoot with a woolen sweater and plastic bags. Pierce your feet or break an ankle and this mud may be your grave. 
The mother Natalia has managed to find a Haitian man to help her move her disabled daughter Anna. Porque ella un cojo no puede caminar. Que te ayuda su mamá. No puedo. Ella no puede caminar. No puedo. No puedo caminar. Well, so much of this route is insanely steep, and so many of the people that we'd spoken to on the way are complaining about how this was nothing like the easy route they were promised. Understandably, it doesn't take long for the Haitian volunteer to tire. Anna might be having a fit, or just tired, or both, or neither. This could be how she often gets, we just don't know. And without her mother way back behind her on the trail, nobody really knows what she needs. The Haitian migrant who helped begins cutting a stretcher, hoping others will come. But they all face the same problem. They can't move her without taking her further from her mother. So she is stuck, waiting. But sometimes the jungle throws back a moment of life. And this day, it's Leuven's turn. The little boy with a terrible cough and fever we met earlier has made a miraculous recovery overnight, as if another life has been breathed into him. <laughs> Sometimes the forest suddenly breaks and you realise just how many of us there are here. Even in these shallows, the scraps of us as a species are overwhelming. Ling is from Wuhan, among the growing Chinese here, who doesn't want to show his face and learned about the gap from TikTok. First from Hong Kong. Ah, oh, from Hong Kong, okay. Then Thailand. Hong Kong, Thailand. And then Turkey. Wow, okay. And then Ecuador. Ecuador and yeah. then Colombia. Yes. Uh, a little bit hard, but my least a uh, little bit hurt. Yeah, many Chinese come here because uh, Chinese society is not very, uh, very, very good for, for leave. He's paused to rest his knee, but also run out of food already. Talk on their third dawn out here turns to how much further there really is. Jean-Pierre was told it would be a much shorter walk. Anna 
Anna, the disabled 12-year-old, has been reunited with her mother. But they're again stuck and without food. She says they're only here as that same medicine became unaffordable in Venezuela. Just after dawn, they set out again. The canopy begins to feel like a shroud, entombing them, cutting them off from the future they're pushing towards. Nature's most beguiling way of saying, don't come here. For so much of every day, you stare at your feet, your most vital asset here, hoping they land safely, especially in the opaque river where one loose footing can break an ankle. Most migrants wear these rubber boots, which fill with water, curdling your feet. But Manuel and Tamara, who we met on the first night, have their eyes on the finish. This route is littered with obstacles, choke points and lines. Hours on their feet without the comfort of knowing you're at least moving. Forever damp, striding, waiting. What's crazy is over the last hour, we probably haven't traveled directly about 150 to 100 yards, but this is just one enormous traffic jam of people through the jungle. Um, the sad fact is the more of them that do it, the more they slow each other down at bottlenecks like this, and the greater risk they put themselves at. Time and time again though, this ordeal summons something beautiful from people that mirrors nature here. A glue binding them to each other, to help cajole, care sometimes for strangers, of survival, survival together. It's the best of us and doesn't care what passport you're carrying, but it cannot alter the pain. How are you finding the road?
It seemed almost impossible in the chaos two days ago, but Wilson has met up again with his parents. Not in the Miami swimming pool, though, just yet. Exhaustion now decides everything. This camp, at first a handful of people, and then suddenly overflowing. Yendry admits they're out of food. They gave it all away earlier, thinking this was a two-day hike. More urgently, she needs to soothe her mother, who's gripped her stick too hard to stay upright. Her gloves no help. The pristine, unbothered green hides a dark, violent change that's been afoot here for years. These people have become the new weight, the new traffic. The cartels move less drugs along these routes these days, we're told. These human packages pay to move themselves. Nobody steals them. There are few arrests to be made, nothing to raid out here. And all the risks are taken by the packages themselves. Each dawn is a little more desperate, especially day four. Water, the stuff of life, can save, but also poison. We use state-of-the-art filters on river water to keep healthy. Well, it's hard enough for us with all of this expensive gear to filter water and things, but you wake up here and there are people burning the forest to live off it, drinking straight from the stream eating maybe the last crackers that they brought with them, thinking the, the journey was just a matter of a couple of days. It's really quite depressing. The fight to live here is not just against nature. This tent, we are told, was used by thieves, where they spent the nights between picking their targets. It is a short walk from this, Tres Bocas, a major crossroads close to the end of the walk, where migrants camp and key rivers meet. Those who at times seemed unlikely to make it are pushing on. Fueled by hearing the boats taking them to safety inside Panama are a matter of hours away, even salvaging her stick from the water. Yet this is where stories of survival now merge with a darker past of death and violence, where our path, still relatively new and clean, used for only 12 days by the cartel, meets a much older one. Occasionally, people still emerge from this route, but it's mostly walked by the ghosts of those before. Their clothes and plastic caught in the trees from when the rains took the rivers higher. Now it is flat, silent, and speaks of decay. The bodies here have traces of a past, but there's no burial, no name, no memory. No matter how busy it evidently got, people were left behind. Fragments of lives abandoned or childhoods interrupted are cast aside. Moments almost frozen in time. And the sound of the river, giant yet calm, echoing. The people who pass us say they set out in a group of 400 from Colombia 
but something has changed. Locals tell us the cartel is fracturing and now this old route competes with the new to be the safest and fastest. It's clearly losing. This is likely a crime scene. There are three bodies here in similar decay. Little is certain, but it is unlikely they died of natural causes in the same place at about the same time. The first, that of a man lying face down amid the roots on the pathway. The second is a woman on her back in the tent. The third body has a rope near her neck. She was found three weeks ago with her bra around her head, according to photographs. Panamanian authorities were told about this three weeks earlier, but there is no indication they have been here. People just walk by, past a cautionary tale nobody is heeding. It's just a reminder in a place that should be as peaceful as this, of the sickening violence that potentially faces migrants here every day. Vultures float above. The bones will likely soon be picked clean. The old route, we're told by one survivor who didn't want to be identified, is now preyed on by armed men in ski masks. It is his second bid to reach New Jersey, where his brother lives. On the first trip, masked men raped women in his group, he says. On this trip, they demanded $100 from each of them just days earlier. And how do these men look? What were they wearing? What were they carrying? And what happens if you don't pay? At Tres Borcas that night, the tents are pitched close together. Word of the thieves has spread. Plastic provides fuel. Almost catching the jungle itself, choking the air. Talk is of food, the lack of it. They should be four hours from the boats to the rest of Panama and its roads. But the dry season has exposed the riverbed and it could be a lot longer. And so it is only the night that floods in around their tents. This is the last leg, the last gasp, day five. Like so much of the journey, the next step, the boats to Panama's migration processing and camps are just hours away. But is it two or seven? And it sometimes does feel like the whole world is on the move just here. I meet Mohammed, a Lebanese man who it turns out lived not far from me years ago when I lived in Beirut. He's tried twice to get a US visa to see his American wife in San Antonio and his children, who he says he's not seen for five years. If you want to die, the life is very short. If I want to die, I have 55 years. If I want to die on the street, I want to come. I don't care. I want to see my family. It's not easy. Maybe you die on the street. 
anybody look, look everybody look look tired everybody maybe you die here you know that but more often than you expect that does not happen because of crowds like this Daniel from Venezuela started walking 10 days ago and has injured his ankle. Time and again, something pure shines. They've met minutes earlier, but are now unified in saving a stranger. Carrying him through the rocks puts them at risk of injury too. Truly, nobody seems to have been left behind. The disabled girl Anna who we last saw with her mother in a camp by the river, has also found help. His real name is Ena Sanchez, age 27, from a Venezuelan-Colombian border town, and he's been carrying her for a day. There is something particularly awful about these last miles. The sun is mercilessly hot. The river and the boats ahead are so much further than they would be when the river is higher. People drop from the heat. These last moments of the walk just strikes you how incredibly tough all these people are and the sheer grit that they're showing to get this far, but also how incredibly unpleasant the places they must be fleeing from are to make them endure this kind of torture to some degree over many days. Finally, through the haze of the parched rocks, they see it. And leaving the trek is yet another ordeal, another cost. A line again, this time for $20 a head to pack into these boats. Run by the local tribe, at least $300 is made on each boat, six boats always loading from dawn till 4pm. That's, again, a lot of money. But also, too many customers. There is a fight. 
someone cutting in line. This may be a medical rescue helicopter. That is the first that we've seen of the Panamanian government since we've arrived. The boats barely float, but like so much else, the risk is relative about what you've gone through before. The jungle trek is 66 miles only. They have 3,000 more ahead to the US border with Mexico. Whatever award or simple pause from pain they had hoped for, they are not going to get it. The same problems somehow emerge on the water. Too many passengers to maximise profit weighs the boat down to the riverbed in the low waters of dry season. They can only move when some of them get out. They barely notice the human skull sat on a log here. A pregnant woman, Belle, gets a ride with us. Her son also does what he can to help us keep afloat. Panama's government isn't even using a spoon to try and lessen the flow of humanity to here. They just whisk them on through, increasingly overwhelmed by the numbers. We dock in Baja Chiquita, the first reception point in Panama. They are then moved to their next stop, the camps. The Panamanian authorities were keen to show us two facilities, but declined to be interviewed for this report. The first was this, San Vicente. Clean, new, with plumbing and power. But then they also took us here, to the gruesome limbo of Las Lajas. The wait in this camp is for the buses to neighbouring Costa Rica, each seat costing $40. We're shown the showers barely standing as they are. So there's no drainage here, all the water from the showers just runs out onto the land back there. Come see this, it's particularly disgusting. It's the washing area. Human feces. Yes. And there's no water coming out of these taps. We meet Manuel and wife Tamara again, struggling. This is where dirt and their earlier exhaustion, perhaps, catch them. 
falta esa llave. Dale, la última llave. Dale. Esa, mi amor, y ya. Colocarle la cremita. Vomitó. Vomitó. Pero para los que. El mayor de 5 años tiene diarrea, tiene fiebre y tiene vómito. Y la bebé de un año tiene insolación y también como fatigada, como como cansancio, como fiebre. O sea, yo no quiero comida, no quiero, no quiero buses, que lleguen los buses. Pues te podré imaginar, agobiado, angustiado, preocupado, decepcionado, todo. Porque la idea de, de todo este recorrido, ya después que uno pasa el tramo largo, que es la selva, lo más peligroso, ya es, es conseguir, o sea, una, una mejor forma para seguir avanzando. Y no es lo que estamos haciendo, que estamos parando. Pero no que toca, o sea, no sé, hay, hay un ambiente también o sea, un poco peligroso, entonces toca, a, toca hacer que uno no tiene. Pues. Pero claro, yo tengo para salir. La demora es salud. Some have started working here as cleaners to earn a seat on the bus. He's been here 15 days. 15 days, yes. Two days, they put everything to clean. The bathroom, they put everything to clean. They walk around. Tranquil, because if you clean, we will take you to the bus. Go there. Look at the date we are. They came to the bus at night. At night, they came to the bus. They took all the people with plates. Because if you don't have the 40 hours, you don't have money. If you don't have money, you don't move. There are a few tidy endings to these stories. Many don't want to be found and end up surviving in servitude to a trafficking machine bigger and richer than they. We lost contact with Luva and his father, and also with Anna and her mother. Yendri and her mother, Maria, last told us they were in southern Mexico and were out of money. We don't know if Wilson made it to a Miami swimming pool. It is sadly fitting. Their stories will soon be replaced with those of others, also enduring agony, limbo, even deportation to the start. An infinite cycle, endlessly fed with willing new souls, fleeing limitless misery and throwing themselves headlong into a place where they will find great courage and sacrifice. More than 87,000 people tried to cross through the Darien Gap in the first three months of this year, according to the Panamanian government. Just last week, the U.S., Colombia, and Panama announced they would launch a two-month campaign to try and stop people from making the dangerous journey and try to open up other ways for people to migrate. Next week, we'll bring you around the globe to meet some extraordinary people who are helping the Earth with ways to cut down on carbon, including a new technology that relies on the behavior and habits of whales. I'll see you next Sunday. Grief is a human experience, and the care we receive should be too. Evernorth Behavioral Health ensures all members have access to live, specialized support in person or virtually with a 100% follow-up commitment to make sure they get the help they need. There's always a person there, guiding your employees using data-driven risk monitoring tools so bottled-up feelings don't turn into further suffering. With Evernorth's wide range of behavioral solutions, care can be personalized, simple, and more accessible. 
Learn more at evernorth.com slash grief support.